Shooting it raw? Yes. Shooting it raw. Well, <laughs> that question made me remember that professional camera I got probably eleven years ago when I was still um, when I was still a student. Um, just because I I'm a very artistic person, uh, I was grew up in Hong Kong and I played piano since I was five. Um, like any Asian parents, my mom also sent me to uh, a lot of different classes: painting, sketching, uh, Chinese dance, jazz dance, ice skating, whatever you can think of. Uh, I probably did it when I was little. So, um, therefore, a lot of my hobbies, I think, partly shaped by my mom, especially, um, are more towards art. So, photography to me,、uh, I guess, it's a way to really express、um, creatively. So I begged my mom for I guess a year for her to get me a camera before I moved to California, which where I received my、um, bachelor degrees for communications. So that is also、um, also why、uh, photography to me it's more of an art expression I would say, and I usually just take my camera with me to school because. Um, California comparing to Hong Kong is very different. So I always see a lot of parks around me,、um, a lot of interesting people, especially how they dress, how they、um, wear their hairstyle is very different <laughs> than what I would normally see in Hong Kong.、Um, so what I usually do, I would bring my camera to schools.、Um, I'm not too shy of a person, so I I actually came up. Or went up to people, and、um, I would start with, "Hey, you look really interesting. I'm from Hong Kong. Never seen this kind of style before. Can I take some pictures of you?"、Uh, so that's、uh, that's how also how I met some of my few friends that I first、uh, arrived in California, and I still have those pictures with me.、Um, although shamely, I have to say, after I got the camera, I've only used it for perhaps a couple months. Um, and then I switch it to other stuff,、um, such as playing in the band, <laughs>、uh, which I never thought I would do. But that's also the first thing I did when I moved to California. I joined a band, a jazz band, actually.、Um, so I was obviously in keyboard <laughs>、um, and playing a different, very different style of music than I would normally play in Hong Kong,、uh, which is. Which was classical music.、Um, so then in college,、uh, I also did a lot of really interesting、um, band practice with a diverse group of people, ranging from you know twenty year old to sixty five year olds,、um, coming from different backgrounds with jazz, with soul, with rock and roll. <laughs>、um, so that was a really fun transition from photography to music. Podcasting remotely can be a real pain. It's quite challenging, but it doesn't have to be. Zencaster has this all-in-one web-based platform, and makes the process really quick and easy. That's the way it should be, right? Just focus on the podcast. So let's talk about the quality and the challenge of recording online. So Zencaster gives crystal clear sound and really nice HD video. I know I don't use it, but it's there. Now that's not even to mention how easy it is to use. Like even for my guests that aren't even that tech savvy, there's nothing to download. They just click on the link and start recording. Zencaster is all about making your podcasting experience easy, and everything from local recording to automatic post-production in the tool. You don't have to leave your browser to get the episode done. Maybe you want to make podcasts as well. I mean, I think it's a great idea personally. Obviously, I'm running one. I think you should make one too. It's easy. Just do it. I actually use Zencaster. If it sounds great, that's because the platform works, and if it sounds like crap, that's because I've done something wrong. But Zencaster really does give me amazing quality for my guests. If you go to zencaster.com/slash/pricing/blah/blah and enter this promo code, look, it's already long and confusing, and I'll just make it easier by putting the link 
and the promo code in the episode description. If you do that, you get 30% off your first three months. So that's actually pretty sweet. So look in the description for the link and the promo code, and then you get 30% off to, to start doing your own podcast. Do it. Go for it. Zencaster. Chloe, take a breath. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I tend to uh, speak a lot That's... or fast. <laughs> Chloe Poon, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thank you. Okay, right now in Hong Kong, it is very, I'd say very British weather, right? So it's not a typhoon yet, but it's kind of cold. It's gray and it's drizzling. You know how it can rain in Hong Kong. It's really, really just endless, endless, endless. So right now, it's just I'm looking out the window. It's totally gray and raising and drizzling. And I know that you're in the UK, right? Yes. Currently, I'm yes. in Cornwall. Yes. So we're going to get to know you uh, by going through your photographs. And thank you so much for joining me. This is great. Of course. My pleasure. Speak about myself a little bit. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, look, this is great. Uh, so can we dive into your photos? I'm really curious to see what, what, you, what you sent. Definitely. So this is called uh, Gardens of Versailles. Yes. Um, okay, so in the photograph, you're seated on very rich, dark grass. Uh, and around you is one, two, three, four, five, six... Maybe there's a seventh one behind, uh, swans. And uh, so, okay, so you're seated in your jeans and a black sort of shirt, maybe a jacket's around your arms. Uh, and because it says Garden of Versailles, I figure it's in France. Uh, and around you is this beautiful, beautiful vegetation. And, and look, the, the photo really is these amazing swans that are Okay, did you sneeze and they're picking out the snot off the ground or are they going for seeds? <laughs> so they're just pecking at the grass. So a lot of okay. um, their food is actually just grass, surprisingly. What? Yes. Really? Um, yeah. yeah. Oh. So, so you're right. This picture was taken uh, in France, Garden of His Eyes. Um, I believe it's from 2017. And mm -hmm. <laughs> the reason I picked this photos, um, I went through all of my previous photos and it took me so long to pick this out because I'm trying to think about like what really in my memories that would invoke like a really deep connection or like for me it's like a wow memories so okay. that is um that is top one for me i guess among oh, wow. other ones just because um i grew up in the mall practically <laughs> from Hong mm -hmm, Kong. Mm -hmm. um, as you know, all the tall buildings and very dense population, we don't normally have such green space like this, right. let alone being among the wild animals. <laughs> so, right, so where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in Hong Kong uh, on the Kowloon side. So okay. my kindergarten to primary, secondary schools, um, I'm in Kowloon town. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Yeah, if you know Festival yes, Walk, yeah, that, that mm -hmm. was my playground when, <laughs> so when I was growing up. So um, being a city girl, I don't really have um, that much opportunity being in wildlife or in the nature. Mm. So when I was uh, visiting uh, France with my parents, we went to Gardens of Versailles and um, we were just having pizza and beer, honestly. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And then I decided to sit on the grass area because it's just something I've never really done <laughs> Right. It sounds right. silly to a lot of people, probably not from a big city. Well, okay. So I okay. So a couple of things. Yeah. On the one hand, I agree with you completely, because <laughs> it's true that Hong Kong is the urban, is the urban jungle, and uh, there aren't very many places with grass. But one of the reasons, when when I think of it, is because well, there are centipedes, there are cobras, <laughs> there are some seriously intense wildlife here. So, for example, I mean, like around where I live, it's at the country park. So yeah. there are a lot of monkeys and there's like porcupines. And but when I can when I see this image and I connect it to your experience, 
I just saw a video that was so sweet about animals showing affection to humans, yeah. right? And it was different animals like hippopotamuses and and uh, goats and and well, just all kind of like a cheetah. And one of them was this image of this guy at a lake and the swan just rubbing its head wanting to be caressed and they're hugging each other it's really amazing <laughs> so when i see this i'm like yeah okay that makes sense okay <laughs> but okay so did you have pets so unfortunately i don't have any pets <laughs> okay you never had pets never okay. had pets the only pet i guess would count would be my one goldfish that unfortunately uh -huh. I didn't know how to raise them too well when I was a young little kid. Mm -hmm. Other other than that, I didn't really have any pets growing up. Okay, so because I met you through the capacity of uh, Lumiboche, mm -hmm. so what did you study at university? Uh, communications. Well, I was you said communications. Yes, communication. So how did that intersection of music, communications, uh, and Lumi Voce happened? I would really say it's really a serendipity that, <laughs> that okay. I, yeah, that I um, got this opportunity working at Lumi Voce because, uh, as I said earlier, I'm, I'm a really artistic person. Uh, I'm pretty outgoing. I love making new friends, going to travel. And Lumi Voce, I joined purely by chance because um, mm -hmm. at that time, I want to work remotely uh, so that I have the freedom to travel. Um, so Lumifoche offered that opportunity to me because everything that we do is online. Um, and mm -hmm. our founder, Dr. Ying Liu, who I also believe she was in your previous podcast before. Yep. yep. <laughs> and she said hello and, and warm hug for you. Yeah. She's awesome. Yes. <laughs> so I, I uh, saw this job advertising online uh, about a year ago mm -hmm. in March. Or earlier, actually, in February. And then I, I saw the description about wildlife, about animals, about music, about art. And it really just ticked all of the boxes for me. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and then initially, I had an interview with Ying Ying, and we just talked about everything about um, animals, about um, our experience. And so the interactions and the vibe was really. I guess, in sync for me. And I believe for mm -hmm. her as well. That's why I got hired. Yep, um, <laughs> of course. Um, and so that's how I started about a year ago. And now I'm the operations manager for Lumin Foche. And we're, we've been doing so many uh, great wildlife education program. Uh, so yeah. that, that's how I joined the organization about a year ago. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, so in the photo with these swans around you, where you're obviously like, Whoa, this is completely... And, and look, to be frank, to be honest, I mean, uh, birds can sometimes be kind of dickish. They can be kind of mean, kind of be kind of rude. So have you had interactions with wildlife that you connect to your work or, or like why, why the connection to wildlife out of, out of everything that's out there? So I would say... For my interaction, uh, specifically for that picture uh, with the swans around me, I told you earlier I was sitting on the grass, right? And there weren't any mm -hmm. swans at the time. This picture that you saw was actually taken by my parents after maybe five mm -hmm. to ten minutes uh, that I sat down. And these swans, they're just minding their business. But I, when I looked up more and more swan just started sitting and looking around <laughs> me and so like there's a little crowd you didn't see it from this picture but there's actually a little crowd behind or around us because people start to see all of these swans gathering together next to me <laughs> right and my dad saw it and he's like oh this looks so cool let me get in the picture it is. as well but as soon as he stepped close to me all the swans started flapping their wings oh of course like chasing him around yeah yeah and he didn't yep. get one picture with them so oh, okay okay so that for me i was like wow 
I'm so, <laughs> so special. I'm the chosen one. Yeah. yeah. So that I guess for is my first interaction where I actually was surrounded by wildlife, and I was like, hey, maybe. They chose me in something special、mm-hmm. that I might have、mm. connection with wildlife I didn't know about. That's awesome. Yeah, so that was a fun story for me. And then, since now I'm in UK,、um, I'm actually at a little place called Liscard in Cornwall, which、um, ooh, that's so exotic. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I traveled to a lot of places, but nowhere like、yeah. Liscard. Oh what? Oh no! I was being facetious, but you're you're serious.、I'm、like it's, serious. it's like, oh, dude, oh, <laughs> that's amazing.、Okay. It is very exotic to a city girl because、uh-huh. where I'm living is really、uh, rural in the countryside, and、yeah. um, I'm living in a farm converted B&B. So we、okay. have、uh, a few geese, we have a few quails, a few chicken. They're all rescued by the host, and she、uh-huh. told me stories where you know when the chicken came to her farm, they have no feather.、Um, they look like they're、okay. about to die because they were from commercial farm, and I couldn't imagine that because when I'm living here, all the chickens are so lively, walking freely in her、uh-huh. backyard.、Um, the geese are a bit of a trouble because they <laughs> they're very protective. Uh, surprisingly,、yeah. I don't really connect with that particular milk goose because he chases me around <laughs> when I see him. <laughs> but、uh, but it was so funny, and at the same time, they laid a few eggs, so I got to.、Uh-huh. Um, never in my life tried a goose egg before.、Um, and oh wow! Yeah, they just naturally have that little gift for me in their house, so、oh, we get、nice. to enjoy that for a little bit. And you know, outside of our house, we have a thousand-year-old tree called、um, Darley Oak. So、okay. It's just a place filled with green area, green grass, and animals I've never seen <laughs> in、can、the I, wild. Can I? Okay, so we've just met. You know, I'm just sort of seeing you and responding to you and listening to your story. And we are going to go to the next photo. But I just want to say that. This may be.、Um, I don't. I don't think this is going to be a, a, a secret that you haven't heard before.、Mm-hmm. But you're a little weird. <laughs> you're a bit of a nutter. You're a bit of a nutter, right? I'm sure some people look at you and go like, "Oh, there's the nutter from from Hong Kong."、Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I might have heard that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you have. <laughs> okay, well, you want to go to the next photo? Ah,、uh, sure. Okay, unless you want to say something about this. Image. Um, I think we'll leave it there. Otherwise, I'll keep talking for hours. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Okay, let's go to the next photo. Yes. So this is called the Philippines border island, border island. Okay, so the image is of a sunset.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's a sunrise. It looks like a sunset.、Uh, it's that sort of exposed. Mid tide, so you can see some of the rocks or rocks and reef or whatever are kind of exposed.、Yeah. In the background, there's a, maybe a, one or two boats,、uh, and you're shooting onto this sort of like, I guess it's broken coral. It's not a sandy beach, so it's like a broken coral、mm-hmm. beach with kind of rock that could be, I don't know, basaltic rock or something. But it's a nice sunset. You say I mean, it says the Philippines. I've been to the Philippines. I kind of know that kind of beach style. I would imagine there are a lot of sea urchin and a lot of starfish. So why why include this photo? So this is another of my very interesting travel story. <laughs> so、okay. this island is actually called Brother Island.、Um, it's an i- private island in El Nido, and for for this photo particularly. The way we have to travel to get there is quite exciting because it's such、mm-hmm. a small island.、Um, we can only get there to El Nido first through a tiny little plane, and so、okay. the day when we arrived, unfortunately, they have a little storm, and being、mm-hmm. on a tiny plane, it was really, really scary. And、yep. for a good five to ten minutes, the plane just go up and down. Okay, and the turbulence. 
And I'm not kidding. People are like, some people, I think they are praying. And mm -hmm. um, I was holding onto my chair and the plane was so quiet because I think people are really scared. Um, yeah, but yeah. thankfully, we arrived safely. And that island is just beautiful. It's a private island, but not one of the luxurious resort type island and it's actually hosted by a family and where they built their own little boat from the uh, El Nido to this island um, it was also kind of scary because it's, <laughs> the boat was made from I don't know what kind of material maybe bamboo maybe <laughs> some sort of um, wood they find on the island and with a simple motor yep. So on our ride from the boat to their uh, brother island, it was also the, the waves. Yeah, super choppy. Yeah, yeah. Super choppy. Um, and then we have to carry, when we arrive, we have to carry our own luggage and walk in the water for, for mm. a good minute. So that to me also was uh, very memorable. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when I went to the Philippines uh, and also having flown in a very very small plane and did you see a lot of because one of the, the funny tensions about being in a place like the philippines is that because of the poverty people are really just trying to make a living mm -hmm. and the ocean is a source of protein and meat and everything so they so people just kind of go and just overfish it so did you at that time start recognizing some of the pressures on on the ecosystem or was that still kind of outside of your consciousness definitely uh also part of the reason why i look for that image um you mentioned before on the not on the ground but like on the sand um we can't even walk with our foot barefoot because there are so yeah. many dead coral that got yeah you know got pushed onto the sandy area so we actually have mm. to wear shoes the whole time and at first we didn't really understand we thought there's just some shell that got washed up to the shore but then we took closer looks and all of them are just dead coral that got washed up and mm. we were just looking at it we were like oh like there are so many yeah yeah in the photo that's what it yes the whole beach is covered with death coral. Mm. So that really just, I, I guess that made us really think like, why is this happening? Or why would mm -hmm. so many dead coral? And we talked to the host about it and they're pretty, I guess they have the sustainability aspect in mind. And so that's why okay. their housing, they built it themselves, the water. Um, they found a very equal way to get the water to the island because you can't really get fresh water being so remote. Mm. So everything that they do um, have that in mind. So when we actually got yeah. to the island, we're very inspired as well in that sense. And mm -hmm. Well, unfortunately, the, the coral you saw uh, was just a corner. Um, so for even the island is so beautiful. Um, there are so many different things that got washed up. A starfish, seashell, the size of my head. Uh, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, amazing and out at the same time, but also... And uh, wait, mm -hmm. for the listener, just so uh, for reference, you know, you say the, the seashell was the size of your head. Your head is enormous. <laughs> like, your head is truly huge. I mean, like, I'm looking at it on the video. Your head is like... <laughs> Prize-winningly large head. I'm just kidding. Okay, right. I'm just kidding. Hey, <laughs> you're lucky. I'm not very easily uh, offended. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. No, no, I like. I can sense that. No. <laughs> um. So yeah. So one of the things, unfortunately, that happens with a lot of these places is that they <clears throat> they do dynamite fishing, which obviously explodes all the coral. Mm -hmm. Um. They do cyanide fishing, which you know basically kills everything. Uh, well, mostly the fish. I don't know if cyanide kills coral directly, but mm -hmm. so is Lumivoce. Have you had projects since you've been there? Mm -hmm. Have you had projects that have looked at marine habitats, or is it been mostly terrestrial habitats? 
So funny that you asked.、Um, we have our online art competition called Voices for the Planet Challenge, and our theme for last year is actually about ocean and sea creatures. Okay. So for the art challenge,、uh, mostly students、uh, ranging from primary schools、uh, to university schools, actually,、uh, although mostly are younger children, and、mm-hmm. um, they can create their artwork either through drawing. Writing, photography, videography, or singing. So last year we received a lot of artwork from children.、Um, a lot of them drew pictures or images of whales. We have pink dolphins, and、mm. we also produce music tracks. So we have、um, an album called And So Album, and in there we have four music tracks so far. One of them、uh, is called Gu Yu, which means an ancient whisper, and that music track、mm-hmm. particularly is talking about the coral reefs. Actually, <laughs> oh wow, okay, yeah, okay. Do you think that、uh, I'd be able to get a few seconds of that track to play in the in the, in this episode at yeah, the end? Of course. That'd be amazing. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Like I have to say, I'm not. Sh- I don't think I'm biased, but I really think that song is truly beautiful.、Um, it's sang by our founder, Dr. Yang Ying Liu. Oh wow! Classically trained、uh, pianist and singer, and we、hmm. produce this music tracks actually with our production team in Thailand. Oh wow! Serendipity. It all goes back <laughs>、uh, to yeah, 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 to music and art. And so, definitely want to send it to you. Very beautifully. Oh, it's great. Yeah. So, so talk to to the listener who doesn't know about Lumi Voce.、Um, why is music of interest? So, our organization started in twenty sixteen、um, by Dr. Ying Liu, and like I said, her background in music and art、um, is her passion in life. And then later on, you know, throughout her travel, she got、um, the chances to. Be in a lot of nature or be connected with wildlife, and so she really wants to combine her two passion into a meaningful、uh, project slash organization. And so, as an artist myself, I also really、um, very sentimental in in a way when it comes to、uh, musical or artistic expression. And、uh, I really do also believe in the core, which is you know, music touch the hearts, and. Mm. Music and art is what really have a truth impact on us. For example,、mm-hmm. you know, a song that I listened to when I was a kid. If I didn't listen for twenty years, when now I'm older, I know in my thirties,、mm-hmm. I listen to the same song. It will bring me back to that moment when I was a little kid. For sure, right? Right. It's just very. You know, simple logic behind it because we think music and art really do have a long impact, and so all of our programs are catered to this. And so we have、mm-hmm. music albums, we have wildlife storybook, we have this online art competition. So all of our beliefs is not to give, you know, just the knowledge to children. That part is also important,、right. but we want to engage them. Uh, you know, through through the art, through the music, of things that they actually like, especially for young children. Oh, Chloe! Yes, yes, <laughs> nailed it. That's beautiful, perfect. Thank you. Thank you.、Uh, as a fellow communications person, I appreciate、uh, what you're doing.、Uh, Want to move to the next image? Yeah, definitely. Oh, this is so fun because I never. I love this. Okay, so the title is "Train from Lisbon to Porto, Portugal." So, the photograph is of a kind of like a ripped piece of paper on what looks like a、uh, seat tray, maybe because like it, it looks almost like there's legs underneath. Yeah, you can just sort of see skin, but there's like、uh, so there's a pla- the. The seat tray is kind of pulled down, and on top of it is this piece of paper, and on it says, "Your friends from Hong Kong and Taiwan."、Uh, this card has been to Canada. I'm sorry if I can't read this very well. That's Nice.、Uh, and Portugal. Uh-huh. What? That's Nice in France.、Uh, South. Okay, Nice. Okay, and in it is、uh, the kind of s- 
sitting on top of the paper, I don't know if it's glued or taped or whatever, is these black and white photos of one is a military person and one is of not military, but it's black and white. <laughs> Those aren't photos of you. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> so what is, this? Uh, what is this? Those are not photos of me. I hope I look like that. <laughs> you weren't a World War II, uh, World War II uh, uh, lieutenant? Sure. No problem. <laughs> Hey, I'm still in my early 30s. Don't. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yes. So, what am I looking at? Like, why this and what is it? Like, what, what, please explain. So, <laughs> as I say, I really look for the moments that make me go wow or give me that butterfly okay. feelings, right? So, this um, experience really did give me that feelings because um, this is actually on the train from uh, Lisbon to Porto. I was on a trip with a girlfriend of mine in Portugal and there's this old man sitting next to us. Uh, he was quietly eating his lunchbox and we were just chatting. And then all of a sudden, uh, he just reached out to us and opening his lunchbox. And there's like a piece of cheese. There's a, uh, <laughs> there's a few pieces of fruit. And he just offered that to us. And we were okay. like, oh, thank you. We were trying to be nice and polite. Uh, so then um, we, we said, oh, thank you so much. We took a piece of fruit, even though we didn't really need it. <laughs> sure, um, sure, sure. But then we were trying to, you know, say thank you to him and just realize he didn't speak a lick of English. Um, so, so we just thought, oh, how nice. Um, he just wanted to offer what little food that he has with us sure, on the train. Yeah. And so um, I since I travel a lot and I love to, you know, draw and stuff, I always keep a sketchbook with me. Okay. So I was, I was, you know, pulling out my sketchbook. I was doing some drawing and I never really finished one piece at one place. So that's why you see uh -huh. that card. I said this card has been to Canada or France. Oh, um, right, right, right. So right before uh, the gentleman get off the train, I just, you know, thought I would give him a little gift as return. Oh, aren't you sweet? Yes. And wrote down my email in case, you know, maybe one day he wants to reach out. Or <laughs> send me back something fun from his hometown. That's um, kind of creepy. <laughs> hey, no, I just. No, no. In a nice way. It's, a cre it's creepy in a nice way. Just listen. It's fine. Yeah. It's cool. I got it. Got it. Well, I just thought it was such a cute thing that he wanted to share lunch with us. <laughs> you made his day for sure. For sure. I probably did. But <laughs> at the yep, same time, yep. he made our day as well. So, okay, so after I gave this card to him, um, he didn't know any English, obviously, but I peeked over, <laughs> he like grabbed my hand and he kissed my hand and he has like, uh -huh. he got a little teary eye. And, oh. And so I was like, oh, oh, uh -huh. I, feel, I feel like, you know, all oh, this old man is by himself on the train. Yeah. And then he started pulling out these two pictures and he pointed uh -huh. at the pictures and pointed at himself. So, okay. so then we know, oh, he's trying to show us a picture of him when he's younger. Um, sure, and so sure. I just took this picture and I want to remember that moment. Um, mm -hmm. And later on, I received an email uh, probably a month later. Okay. I totally forgot about okay. this. A month later, I received an email and then a lady, um, she sent me an email saying, Dear Chloe, this is, oh, sorry, I forgot her name, but let's say her name is Lorena. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> she's going to hear this podcast. And she's going to be, Chloe! <laughs> I actually added her on Facebook. I'll send it to her later. <laughs> okay, okay, that's awesome. So, so she sent me an email and she said, Hey, dear Chloe, this is Lorena. Um, I am Mr. I even forgot his name. <laughs> that's fine, yeah, it's great. Oh, Roberto, I believe. He okay. said, I'm Mr. Roberto's lawyer. Um, he lived by himself. He's uh, 89-year-old, so he doesn't really oh, wow. know email or nothing. But he wants me to write you an email to tell, tell you how uh, much he appreciated uh, the little card. And he'll remember you forever. Uh, and, yeah, so I, oh, I just felt 
oh, so warm and cozy. So I got mm-hmm, in touch mm-hmm. with her. And later on, she told me apparently that train ride that he took was to send his sister away. So his sister passed oh. away during that time. And obviously, at the time, I didn't know, right? So yeah. um, that card, I am guessing, probably at that moment, why he had teary eye was because he just felt someone care or he felt uplifted. Yeah, uplifted at that moment. So that's why after receiving that email, it's also something that touched my heart very deeply. And I still get in You're touch amazing. with him. Yeah. Amazing. That's great. <laughs> No, it's great. Uh, so, so one of the the things that uh, that I do in my training, so my client when he was building up DHL, uh, he was one of the co-founders of DHL. He said that an important part of that of the company of sort of ha- having people feel good about work was this idea of psychic income, right? So is that you give you pay people this idea of like psychic benefit or kindness or whatever and and it just uplifts them, and and it's it's like you give people checks of goodness, and there's something so sweet about. Uh, and I've obviously I've, I've you know when you travel and you're meeting strangers because in a way you're kind of hungry for contact, so it's just like oh, so you meet somebody, and and every once in a while the chemistry is just right where people give each other the the, the most amazing kindness, and so I could totally imagine how this little interaction would totally uplift them. Yeah, definitely. And I also believe, um, well, to me, for the time being, I didn't think it was an act of kindness. I just simply, Mm. you know, feel so touched and warm of his little gesture. You know, to me, it's just repaying his kind gesture, which makes me feel good. Um, You Mm -hmm. know, at the time, I didn't think, oh, I'm doing his a favor or anything nothing like that it's just pure yeah. interactions where it touched me and that was one of the uh-huh. moments that really you know gave me that little butterfly feelings but not you know mm. not loving of the butterfly feeling it just people. care mm-hmm. yeah this, I, I i understand you were trying to pick up an 89 year old guy I understand. <laughs> I <got it. laughs> well he's 90 year old now so <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no and i understand that for sure um so let's tie it back to let's let's tie it back to Lumivoche, which is that's really kind of how you're um, manifesting your professional uh, energy to 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 reach and and inspire others. So why don't you take it from there and say, well, like, do you feel that that part of your character is something that Ying Ying really picked up on and thought, okay, I want this person in my group or in my team because you're obviously you get it well i do believe well first encounter you can only know a person so much right but i do believe uh, our first interactions or call gave her the sense that i am also a caring person but later Mm. on when we actually started together on programs for lumi foche um it's it's a little silly but i have to tell you a lot of times when we do our calls like both of us would just you know, kind of have a, we shared a tear or something when we talk about yeah, no. topics that really moved us or sure. Yeah. There's just so many, <laughs> so many silly moments where we both would, would just get so touched or moved from, and we just have to tell each other stop. Otherwise we're going to <laughs> for so long. <laughs> well, Okay, look, I mean, okay, so in the, in the podcast I just had uh, last week or, or whatever is, uh, so she's like, look, you know, when I was growing up as a kid, I was a total nerd, you know, I loved Star Wars and, and but I didn't want, I didn't feel like I could really express my nerdiness, but now that she's older, she's like, I embrace it, I embrace it, I, I'm, a, you know, I, I like fantasy, I like I like uh, uh, sci-fi and I like, so she embraced the nerdiness, right? Mm -hmm. So in the same way, we live in a world that is maybe a little bit judgmental about connecting with each other on a, and and really Lumi Voce is about inspiring people to to create goodness, Mm -hmm. right? So own it, you know, own the fact that, yeah, you guys, part of the, of the, the mission or part of your work is to really connect 
And it, it, that's actually very artistic. Unashamed, not self-conscious, to just connect with another human being. I mean, I love it. Yeah, exactly. And those are, I think, to me, some of the most treasurable moments are always, I don't remember like the bag I saw in the mall. I never remember, <laughs> you know, the piece of mm. clothing that I saw and can't, you know, forget about it. Never. To me, it's mm. always like, you know, touching moments or the, that little cards or that email I received from a gentleman or from, from his lawyer. Yeah. So like, it's all <laughs> in my mind there's a little bit that really touching mo card i received from his lawyer it's, just like, uh, it, it's not a sentence i would have expected to hear you know it's yeah awesome. so well, it, he lives in a very small small town in Porto, so like his lawyer is, lives next door to him, so that's why. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Well, that's the person who could write. Well, it's either his lawyer or doctor, like his <laughs> urologist wrote you a, a touching letter. Yes. <laughs> um, but but I really do think uh, that's also why Ying and I got along so well, and with the program. Yeah. She, she created and you know I'm, I'm helping that we all find such a um connected mind i guess through our programs yep. and funny yep. you said she's she she confessed that she's a nerd um i i guess in some sense that i'm also a nerd <laughs> um uh, I'm, I'm not sure your words not mine <laughs> hey <laughs> um i'm not sure i've heard of the dream of the red chamber yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there it's one of the classics that you have to read um you know in classical Chinese. Um I don't think many of my friends even read that before, but uh mm -hmm. I was you know I was fed with these kind of books since I was little by my mom. And so um if if you read The Dream of the Red Chamber, you know like a lot of the content how they beautifully write about you know the the environment the jewels or some scene where uh one particular scene in my head um the main character Dai Yu she has a funeral for flowers because she feels for them and the sentimental she's a very um i guess she has a personality that's very uh, pessimistic and she sees the flowers and reminds herself of her own unfortunate events. And throughout the mm. book, your imagination just go in different paces because they describe the garden with like such beautiful, beautiful pink color and the wording is just so beautiful. So naturally mm -hmm. for me, I grew up in this environment and for my imagination, when people tell me about garden, I unconsciously will link to things that I read before. Mm -hmm. And so I guess in that sense, um, that's why we can't really, we really do believe like when we read or when we create art, like these kind of things really have an impact on us, even when I grew up, that I didn't know so mm -hmm. much that I referenced back to the things that I read, or I mm -hmm. listened to when I was young. And yeah, I guess in that sense, I and I are kind of similar. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Listen, I, I, it's I'm I'm all about encouraging this. This is full throttle. This is great. <laughs> Want to uh, move on to the next photo? Sure. Ah, so this one's called Crete, and uh, you know it. Okay, the the photograph. It's a very. Okay, I'll start from the sky. So the sky is very overcast. Uh, it's not super, super dark, but it's overcast. It's a gray day. So there's that rocky terrain that you could have, it could have, could have said this was in Shek O, but, uh, <laughs> but it says Crete. But so, so the, the rock is, it's just kind of exposed rock. There's no vegetation in the back far away, maybe, maybe half a kilometer away. There's just the edge of a, of a, of an island where you see a little bit of vegetation, but it's exposed rock. In the foreground, there's this really beautiful rock, and and the the rendering of the color of the of, of the sea or the, it's a sea, I guess, because it's Crete, um, is this beautiful blue and this nice white and different tones of turquoise and 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 navy and all this stuff, and wearing 
a picture per- i mean like it is basically like a photo shoot perfect uh uh dress of the same color as the water is uh, i'm that's you in the background i assume yeah that was me okay so you're you're walking in the background and so it's a beautiful beautiful image of this of this person walking across the water on the rocks and uh you're carrying a, a glass of wine, a white wine. Uh, it's in the thing, which is awesome, which is great. Um, walk us through this. This is great. So um, this is an unknown cliff in Crete. Okay. I tried to Google where where the pin drop for the photo was, but I just couldn't find out. So um, okay. the <laughs> it's funny. So I was with my partner traveling to Crete at the time, and we rented mm-hmm. a buggy. A buggy is like an ATV uh, car. So because the yeah. road in Crete is kind of um, um, some road are unpaved and it's kind of uh, narrow, so that a buggy works best for us when we want to go. Uh, you know explore the island a little bit and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden we heard like just a bunch of sheep and goat randomly scattered on a mountain <laughs> and we uh-huh. only noticed it because we were driving we only noticed it because um all of them were just starting to <laughs> okay at the same time and it was so okay. loud that we turned around and we all of a sudden saw this view that is just open water and then random goats and sheep around <laughs> so then awesome. we we just had to stop the car and um well we we planned to go somewhere else actually on that day uh so that's why you saw the wine glass and and wine in there <laughs> um, because we planned to go somewhere else but the view just too amazing to pass so yeah. we carried all our stuff and we start walking towards uh, the cliff. You can't see from this picture, but it's really, really high up. Um, it is. Okay. Yeah, it was really high up. Um, but then we want to find the perfect spot that's close enough to the water, but still safe enough to observe from a distance. Yeah. And so that's why you saw me walking towards somewhere else safer <laughs> after, after right, looking right, right. over the cliff. Um, and so I picked that particular picture because I've never really, number one, never been on a cliff before. <laughs> number two, okay. as you can see, the day or, or from the sky was kind of gloomy. So the wave was really, really hard. And yeah. um, from where I was walking or standing at the time, the wave actually would splash on my body or my face. Right, right. So. Yep. Um, so that to me was just so incredible. And I ended up just standing um, at the edge of the cliff, just looking down the water, I think for a good five, 10 minutes, just staring. Amazing. It's just so powerful. You can heal and uh, hear and you can feel the waves when they crash to the rock. So we were yeah. just standing there and staring at the water for so long. And that gave mm. me the butterfly feelings because sure. I would just never seen something so close and so strong. And so that was like so memorable to me. And to top it mm. off, because we randomly stopped by this place with no name, we didn't think anyone would be there. And then all of a sudden I, uh, I saw a couple very close to us and then the guy came up to us and he said oh can you help take us you know take a picture for us and of course we said yes so um once they're in their position (laughs) and i was the cameraman and then he just dropped down on one knee and proposed oh sweet (laughs) awesome yeah um and that to me was also amazing because i've never seen a live proposal before right yeah <laughs> random cliff spot that we don't think there will be anyone else here. <laughs> you made their moment. You made their moment. I believe so. We were just and right there at the right time. I, since you're in Greece on Crete, a massive, like, epic wave came, swashed them away, and now they're dead. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just showing you. Know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of course not. Yeah. Um, okay. So, okay. So I have to make connections because, uh, okay. So I live in Saikong. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to school you a little bit on this. Look like I was like this could have been Sheko, right? It could have been like a day like today. And in fact, Tapmun or Grass Island is an island outside beyond uh, uh, Saikong. I think it's Tapmun or and Grass Island, or maybe it's um, oh, it's another one. It's called um, oh, I don't remember. I don't remember the name. Oh. People are going to nail me for this one. But basically, there's an island where you can go rock climbing. And there's a shelf. So there's the cliff where people go rock climbing tons. And there's a shelf where you stand on. And then the water comes in and it crashes against the water. And it sends spray up super, super high up. And it could, you could easily be on that island in Hong Kong. And fool you to be Crete. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. That is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. And I don't know if you would have been there when somebody was proposing to somebody else. That's fantastic. So also, reason I picked this because I'm, I'm a very beginner in learning how to meditate. So okay. So I do believe in like everything that I do, like serendipitously, they have a connection that I didn't know before, yeah. but. Um, the reason I want to bring up meditation is because um, I was taught through meditating to learn how to observe as okay. with the surrounding and also within, right? So yeah. when I meditate, one of the learnings that they teach us is when you observe, imagine you're watching your life or your interactions, like they're playing on stage, but you are watching mm-hmm. from an audience perspective. Yeah. And through this practice, it may make me more self-aware of my surrounding and of my interactions. And so even though I'm not a very experienced uh, meditator, that did teach me to pay more attention to my environment outside and within. And so being in nature, especially like, for example, the waves, I really do feel like that I'm so small in this world and how powerful it is for our surrounding, our nature and the things that they provide for us. And it makes me really able to connect with nature and to really, you know, discover things that I never thought I would enjoy so much, you know, being mm. a city girl. I never really, mm. you know, I've never pet a sheep in my life ever, but being here in Cornwall, <laughs> seeing all of these little sheep, and now in spring, they start having mm-hmm. little babies. So when I drive around, I see them just all over the place, like little cotton of ball, just <laughs> so cute. Are you a closeted sheep petter? Like a baby sheep petter? A lab? You like going up to lab oh. and going back? <laughs> I have a video to send it to you later. <laughs> uh, look, I love it. Uh, so how do we connect to, like, for example, you, okay, from your training, have to have a call to action mm-hmm. right at the end so people understand what they can do where they can go what's next how can they take what we're talking about for themselves forward right so why don't you talk about how do you inspire or how can we inspire somebody who's listening to this to kind of discover either the meditation or discover the the connection of music and expression to the biosphere why don't you make that real for somebody yeah so part of why um i find our program so amazing uh because Mm. for me um i get my experience through travel right being in an island going to the forest being on a a random cliff in crete like these experience or even being in cornwall give me experience of really seeing the physical thing really be in the environment, really, you know, pet the sheep and feel their fur. Mm-hmm. And yep. I see that they have no difference than the pet dog and cats that you have at home. Yep. For me, I have the privilege to really be in touch with them <laughs> physically also. Um, it's nice. It's, it's great. And I think uh, if you can, like everybody should also try or be exposed to that because it's nothing that you can get from you know a shopping mall 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. So I would really think, you know, number one, try to go to nature or expose yourself to more content like、uh, animals or or green space. But that's why our program is so awesome because even though during COVID, especially in Hong Kong right now, it's very hard to go travel, or you know, most of the children are probably stuck indoors. Unfortunately, they're stuck for sure. Yeah. So. In that situation, what can you do if you can't be in the physical space, right? So that's why our program, everything is online. Like for example, our online competition, Voices for the Planet Challenge, everything is online, and we have different art forms. So if you know your child is interested in writing, we have something for that. If they love、um, singing song. Or they love drawing. We also have,、uh, you know, individual guidelines to guide them through the process of which they have to、uh, go through to create their artwork. So throughout the progress or process, they learn to do research on things or animal that they're interested in. For example,、mm-hmm. one of the children that participated last year, I'm gonna mention his name, Tay from Kennedy School.、Mm-hmm. So we interview him because he's one of the winners for our challenge, and he told us that he actually spent two months on creating the video content because、oh, well. yeah, he took the time to research on pink dolphin, which he's very、yeah. interested in, and so he got to understand a lot about their habitat and what their personalities are, and then he took that research into drawing. Pink dolphins and making a stop motion video for oh wow for yeah for pink dolphins. So throughout this process, he learned about research. He understand and get the knowledge of pink dolphins, and then he also learned organizational skills and、um, how to put all of these together in a stop motion movie.、Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Amazing, and even more impressed, he actually composed the. His own music, recorded. Oh wow! And you said the background story,、uh, background、That's、music.、Great. Yeah, a fantastic. And he's he was ten year old at the time. What? Yeah, ten year old. Amazing. Amazing. Like he and during our interview, he's he's dressed so nicely with a shirt <laughs> and so cute, a little shy, and you know those kind of moments also give me a little butterfly feeling when we、uh, talk to a child, you know, face to face and ask him cute questions, and he would respond in such a pure way. I just really love music, or I I feel so proud. I made this piece, and I share with my teachers, my parents, and all of my friends. And、oh, directions、awesome. like that really just made us feel like the work that we're doing are so worthwhile. Just from one child. <laughs> It's amazing. So Chloe Poon, why don't you give、uh, the the URL for people to find Lumi Voce?、Uh, just spell it out because、uh, people are listening. Yeah, of course. So Lumi Foce is actually Italian, meanings illuminating with sound. Direct translation,、mm. of course. So、yeah. um, it's spelled L U M I V O C E dot org. Lumi Foce. Nice, Chloe Poon. You rocked it. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, friend.、You're、such a great host. And、uh... <laughs> <laughs> grazie, grazie mille, grazie mille.
Shooting it raw? Yes. Shooting it raw.